Section 7 of Birds and Nature, Volume 12, Number 3, October 1902. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. My Summer Acquaintances I spent last summer in a quiet old country place where my only near neighbors were the birds, rabbits, and squirrels but I formed many pleasant acquaintances among these, and the dearest among them was a pair of little goldfinches that built their nest in the topmost bough of a young pear tree that overshadowed the porch where I spent a great part of my time. I did not discover the nest until the little ones were already hatched. The early June days had been cloudy and cool, and it kept me shut in, so I did not have the pleasure of watching my little neighbors build their home. The nest was so carefully hidden among the leafy boughs that no one would have suspected it was there. My attention was first arrested to it one morning by the faint cries of young birds, and on looking up I saw a little goldfinch perched on the topmost bough of the pear tree, bending fondly over what I knew must be the nest. She lingered but a moment and then darted away to an apple tree nearby, where I discovered her mate. He was a tiny little fellow, not much larger than she, but his jacket seemed a brighter yellow, and his head and the tips of his wings a glossier black. They rested a moment, seemingly in earnest conversation, then both darted away to a thicket of tall grass and weeds that grew along the banks of a creek that ran nearby. It was but a few moments until the little mother was back again, and in her tiny yellow beak I saw the dainty morsel she was carrying to the hungry little family. All day long, back and forth, from the nest to the thicket she flew, but the hungry little ones never seemed to be satisfied. The father bird did not come very often, and I wondered if he was spending his time in idleness or seeking pleasure for himself, while the poor little mother was working so arduously for the support of the family. But I hardly think this was the case, for he always came from the same thicket and they always seemed confidential and happy. He would rest himself daintily on some branch overlooking the nest, and with many quips and turns watch the mother as she fed the hungry little ones. Sometimes he would bring food himself, and then they would fly away together. I think he was searching for the food and probably gathering it, for sometimes Mistress Goldfinch would be gone but a moment until she would return with the food. Every day the same scenes were repeated, only the cries of the little ones grew more clamorous, and I could see their gaping mouths as they stretched their necks, each one trying to convince the mother that he was the hungriest bird in the nest. The little mother was always patient and loving. What a lesson to us who so often chafe and fret under the petty trials of everyday life. As the days went by, the young birds grew bolder, and I could see their little yellow bodies as they fluttered and pushed themselves near the edge of the nest, and I knew that there would soon be an empty nest in the pear tree. It was one afternoon, about ten days after I discovered the nest, that the lessons in flying began. The father and mother would fly from the nest to some twig a few feet from the nest and then back again, then from twig to twig with many little chirps as if saying, Don't you see how easy it is? All you have to do is to try. Then the boldest little fellow would perch himself on the edge of the nest, flutter his little wings, sit still for a minute, 
and then roll back into the nest as if it was too much for him. Then the father and mother would repeat the lesson, but all in vain that afternoon, so they finally gave up and went in search of food. The next morning the lessons began in earnest, and then the bold little youngster, who had made so many pretensions the afternoon before, grew bolder, and with a nervous little flutter and a sidewise plunge, landed on a twig some few feet below the nest. He rested a few moments, and then, with a few encouraging chirps from his parents, tried it again with better results. One by one the other timid fledglings were induced to follow him. There were many tumbles and falls, but the little mother was always there to encourage and help, and by afternoon the little home was deserted. They stayed a few days in the trees nearby, and then flew away to seek new homes, and all that was left to remind me of the happy family was the empty nest in the leafy bough. Ellen Hampton Dick End of Section 7